It's time. John Gruden's our guest, head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. JT, the brick. Great talking to you. Hope you're well, man. It's time. Well, you know how we want to play, JT. You know me probably better than anybody out there. It's time for the JT, the brick show. We're going to play old school football. JT, the brick on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Can't wait to play in that stadium and get this party started. You got no idea. Here's your host, JT, the brick. All right, you heard the John Gruden open. JT, back with you, Raider Nation Radio, brought to you by the Henderson Hyundai Superstore, Boulder Highway in Henderson. They have the super deals you're looking for. If you're in and around Vegas, no matter where you are, but especially in Henderson, you know Frank Store. He's a Golden Knight Raider fan, big supporter of what we do here. Please check out the best financing team around in a glorious collection of vehicles from crossovers, SUVs, luxury vehicles, And those award-winning Hyundais that you come to love, the Henderson Hyundai Superstore. So as we wait for Raider fans to wake up from their winter slumber, we're going to talk about everything else that's happening in sports, especially the Golden Knights. Gary Lawless coming up here in a few minutes. The Tiger Woods accident from yesterday. The news just broke five minutes ago. He will not be charged criminally for the accident. And I can understand why there. He was in an accident where he only hurt himself. So he didn't hurt anybody else. He did damage to the road. He did damage to the vehicle, but he didn't do anything criminally that could hurt other people other than himself. So he's very fortunate to come out of that in somewhat one piece, even though he had a compound fracture in both legs and the shattered ankle. So I think we've all realized today, and it, it it took at least 24 hours to know that Tiger Woods will not be golfing again anytime soon. Tiger was not drunk. Also, he was not drunk. That is what is the breaking news here. That is the cover. This is the lead story at ESPN. So everybody's saying this about Tiger yesterday. He didn't look right Sunday. What was he on? Was he on any type of medication? Well, the L.A. County Sheriff's got a lot of pressure on him to get this right. And the sheriff just said that Tiger was not drunk, quote-unquote, During the rollover, it was purely an accident. That was L.A. County Sheriff Alex Villanueva. He said his department would not be filing any charges against Tiger for the crash near the border of Rolling Hills Estate and Rancho Palos Verdes, about 30 miles south of downtown L.A. Uh, The sheriff said the department is considering it an accident, which could lead to a misdemeanor at most. And again, he said, quote, he was not drunk. We can throw that one out because there was so much speculation going on about the condition he was in. Tiger's 45 years old. He's reportedly awake, responsive, recovering in his hospital room. And as I said last night, it would have been really tough after I said goodbye to you and hosted my other show if we did an obituary to Tiger Woods. Because when I watched the evening news last night on, I think it was ABC, they put the whole first part of the broadcast together on the history of Tiger Woods. It felt like it was an obituary. And they were talking about someone who died in an accident. And when we got the news that he would survive this accident, I think a lot of people breathed easier and were very happy going forward, knowing that hopefully Tiger will play again when he's ready. But that could take one to two full seasons. Uh, Just like, you know, we saw Kevin Durant miss a full season. You see an NBA player have a serious knee injury or an ACL tear. It's a minimum of a year. Look at Clay Thompson. This is a car accident that did severe damage to a guy who already had knee problems and already has a really bad back. 
So are you willing to wait for one more great comeback? That's really the most important topic of all this. Are you willing to wait for a comeback? Or are you kind enough to say to Tiger, hey, Tiger, just move on. Do what you do best. Be there for your son, Charlie, and your daughter, Sam, and do the right thing. There's a lot of reaction around the PGA Tour. Commissioner Jay Monahan said hours ago they had a difficult time processing the Tiger news. He said he was in his office at Tour headquarters in Ponte Vedra Beach, Florida, when he got the news of the accident and then found out that Tiger suffered significant leg injuries in the crash. Quote, I was shocked. I kind of had to sit down and ask the same question I have asked a second time because I wasn't sure I completely heard what I was being told. Uh, Golf's got a problem on their hands. They don't have a lot of golfers with personality or wins. Think about that. Tiger's been so dominant that there aren't a lot of golfers with wins other than Phil Mickelson. And Roy McIlroy should have many more wins. Uh, Dustin Johnson should have several more wins. And they don't. And then they don't have a lot of golfers with personality that can just talk and make you smile and make you tune in on a Sunday. So the PGA Tour is going to suffer here because just knowing Tigers in the field for a regular tour event or a major is the reason why a lot of people watch. And they don't watch a random golf event on a Thursday because they want to know if Tiger played well on Thursday and if he's going to make the cut. And then they'll tune in over the weekend. I've never been a fan of Tiger Woods' agent, Mark Steinberg, because basically all he does is cover up for Tiger and Tiger's mistakes throughout his life. And he's a paid guy. He's like the wolf in the movie Pulp Fiction. He just comes in and cleans up this mess. And I've said that on the air and on record many times. I don't trust him at all to come up with anything, anything that is relevant when it comes to this situation. And we're, we're, I'm looking back now trying to get information on Tiger Woods, and we're not going to get it from his agent because his agent's job is to just sit back and cover for him. That's all he's done is cover up for his client's transgressions over the years. A couple of golfers had reaction yesterday. Let's lead with Justin Thomas, who's a friend of Tiger's, and clearly at the World Golf event he was playing, when he got the news, he was very emotional. I mean, I'm sick to my stomach. You know, it hurts to see one of your, I mean, now my closest friends, you know, getting in an accident. And, man, I just hope he's all right. Just uh, just worry for his kids, you know. Bryson DeChambeau had a lot to say because uh, he is just a beast and a physical presence on the golf course. And it took him some time to process it, but he decided to speak to the media on Tiger. Whatever's happened, he's always come back from it in a, in a pretty amazing way. He's an amazing human being that has done incredible things. So I have no doubt in my mind he'll be back. And it's taking a little longer, I'm sure. But uh, from my perspective, he's one of the most impressive human beings I've ever met. And I think that uh, he'll come back just fine. Uh, that's nicely said. More from Bryson DeChambeau on how Tiger can get this injury behind him and then get to a level where he can start dominating again and maybe just play, just play at any level. Well, he's what inspired me, so it means everything. I mean, I texted him, said, look, man, anything I can do to help there, and, you know, you're all, he, he, he's going to be fine. You know, he's going to do fine. I know he is. He's a strong individual. Yeah, so that's nice to say as these golfers are trying to play, and it's going to be very tough for him to be able to get it done. There's a lot of news on the NFL. Uh, John Lynch says he has no doubt Jimmy Garoppolo will start for the Niners. In 2021, that's a big deal. I want to talk about support. That's the highest level. 
of the 49ers going forward. Bruce Arian said that Tom Brady should be ready for seven-on-seven workouts around June. they got to figure out what he's going to do in regards to a contract extension. And Ben Roethlisberger will be back, but the Steelers are going to work through a contract renegotiation. It was a pleasure to see Gary Lawless, who covers the Golden Knights, and hockey as good as anybody I know, up in South Lake Tahoe. And now the Knights are rolling again, coming off that 3 nothing loss in Denver. Gary's kind enough to join us. How are you, my friend? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Good. That was a great trip. I wish the Golden Knights played the, fo- the, the whole game in its entirety when it started. But walk me through when you got the information. You saw the sloppy ice up in Tahoe, and you were wondering if they were going to cancel the game or postpone it. Yeah, well, we noticed it, uh, Dan Duva and I, we were ringside for our radio position, and you could tell uh, before the game even started, one of the referees tripped before the game started, uh, skating across that logo at center ice, and uh, I've been around a lot of outdoor ice uh, in my life, and I know that when you paint outdoor ice, it attracts the sun, and those areas soften up quick, so uh, before the game even started, I, I you know, I, I was thinking about that and then very early in the first period I said on the air to Dan um, they've got a, they've got ice issues and it's going to get worse under the sun during uh, the first period uh, they have delayed these games in the past we shouldn't be surprised if uh, if there's a, a delay at some point here uh, today what's a road trip like you go on so many many and I know this COVID protocol and the team's got to be isolated, broadcast, you're getting COVID tested. But these special trips, what are they like for bonding with the players, even during COVID, where they spend quality time together in a unique location? Well, there's, you know, you saw the Boston Bruins. The players all came up with an idea to come to the game dressed in 90s attire. And they picked a whole bunch of 90s music. And that's what they played in their room. And that was the whole theme to their weekend. They wore, you know, Sun Ice was the brand that, uh, that people, think of a hot tub time machine. Think of mm-hmm. how everyone was dressed in that movie. That's how the Bruins arrived at the game. And they had that whole attitude that this was a fun weekend at a ski hill, in a ski town, playing on a golf course, you know, outside like we did when we were kids. And they really rallied around that concept. For the Golden Knights, you know, they, you know they, they got a chance to eat together. They got a chance to walk around Tahoe together. But, you know, COVID really, really changes the, you know, the aspect of this. Normally, you would bring your family. Uh, the, you know, your whole organization would go to one of these things. And you would celebrate the whole weekend together as an organization. I can tell you, when I got there, they had a bag for me, you know, supplied by the NHL with all of the, the, the you know, outdoors at Lake Tahoe logo on it. And it's really fun to get that stuff. And, you know, I brought some of it into the office today and shared it with a, a few people who, you know, don't do glamorous jobs, but, you know, like do our payroll and that sort of thing. And uh, it's like this is supposed to be an event where all those people – are involved in it, and COVID really kind of damages that. Gary Lawless is our guest. So they lose that game. It was an amazing experience. Just tight media, no fans, and then they get ready for the Denver game, and that game really had an impact on me. I was on the air watching it live, 
And every time I looked up, I saw Flurry not only make an acrobatic save, but he had multiple of them in a game. And you've been playing and covering this sport your whole life. How unique was that goaltender performance there? It looked extra special to me. Well, he was fantastic. You know, I think that that all started, my guess is, and uh, I haven't had a chance to talk to Pete DeBoer about it, but my guess is, is that, you know, after they came off the ice after that game and he wouldn't have been happy, he would have started thinking about changes. And you saw they changed every line on the team was altered and every defense pair. He went through a whole lineup. But there was nothing that was untouched by the head coach. The only thing he did the same was he put the same goalie in net. And uh, that was, the, you know, the team was stale. There were some guys that weren't really going. Well, that was, for me, that's the first time all year that when the game was over, you could go down every guy's name on the, on the roster and say, he played well. And that, uh, at some point in time, you have, to, you have to find that with your group, and then you have to duplicate it over and over and over again. So uh, I, I think that this four-game set against the Avalanche did a, a lot for the Golden Knights. First of all, they split it. That's great. But I think that they saw the best competition in the West Division, and they said to themselves, okay, we have to be better. Because I'll tell you what, I left the rink on Saturday, and I was you know, saying to myself, well, maybe it's not our year. Maybe the abs are just better. And then, you know, DeVore puts everything in the blender, hits Pulsate, and spits, uh, spits that lineup out, and they were, you know, 3 nothing. The, the goal differential prior to that game over that series was 6-5 in right. favor of Denver. And now, and now you, you know, when it's all done, it ends up 8-6 for Vegas. 3 nothing win. That's a big difference than the rest of the games, which are all one-goal games. Gary Lawless is our guest. So how much do you enjoy that as a broadcaster when they completely mix the line? And they do that because for players, they get comfortable, a left wing with a right wing, they're centermen, they practice that way. And then every once in a while, we say, no, it's not working. We're going to blow it up. The, the, the majority of the roster, do they welcome that? Do they want that type of change? Or are they used to more stability and they don't want to hear that? What's that typically like? Well, for me, it's fun. It gives you something to talk yeah. about, right? You know what I mean? Like, how, why is Alex Tuck with Stone and Stevenson? You know, what will having Riley Smith down with Cody Glass, what will do that for that? For, you know, for, what, what will all these changes do for the different lines? And it was, uh, you know, it gave me, sorry, Glass was with, Mark, was, uh, yeah, Glass with, with Smith. Mm-hmm. So it gave you a whole bunch of other stuff to talk about uh, in that game. And it was, you know, it was, it was Fantastic for a player. I think you you want to play with your same guys so long as it's going well. When it's not, you welcome the change. Yeah, I thought it was great to see Tuck get going. And when I talk to fans, hockey fans on this show, or I'm just talking to hockey fans on my other show, or in real life, I tell everybody about this team that they have so many weapons on offense. When a scorer gets cold or doesn't score in two or three nights. Do you feel like there's pressure on that guy to score? Because it's like the Raiders. You know, the Raiders have these receivers, Hunter Renfro or Ruggs. They go two games and they have just two receptions and everybody goes crazy. And then they have 11 receptions or eight. It comes in bunches. When does the when do these snipers get worried that they haven't scored enough and they're feeling the pressure from DeBoer that, hey, man, they might have their line mixed and matched a little bit to get them going? There's only one puck. And yeah. there's only so much room on the power play. So that's the biggest thing, right? If you're on the power play, 
and on the first unit, you're the first group over the boards. If you're a guy that is a scorer, that's how you get your cookies, right? Well, if you show up at the rink one day and you're not on the and your name isn't on the first unit anymore, or it's not on the second unit anymore, all of a sudden you're saying to yourself, well, "My goal was to score 30. I was counting on scoring 12 of them on the power play. Now I'm not. Now I'm not on the power play. I got trouble. I got I, I got issues." And uh, they're all independent contractors, right? Like each guy, it's they don't the, the salary cap doesn't get split evenly amongst twenty guys. Everybody gets their own percentage of it, and points you get paid for points. That's just the reality of, of the world today. And you know that's, that's listen. I'm not saying that it's the primary motivation. I I believe that the guys that the, Kelly McCrimmon have accumulated here are here to win, but you're a hockey player and you only have a certain amount of window uh, to, to earn money. You, you want to score so that when you go into a negotiation, you got an opportunity to do the best for your family. Gary Lawless, as we wrap it up. So sports radio loves a goalie controversy. Leonard not able to go depending on when he comes back. And where do you rate this run for flurry since you've seen him come to Vegas? Where is he playing at his all time best near the top or he's getting older and he'll never get to where he once was because he looks exceptional to me. He's the best goalie in the NHL right now. It's not open for discussion. Marc-Andre Fleury is the best goalie in the National Hockey League at this moment. End of story. And you just keep playing him and putting him in the lineup because he's hot and you got to keep well, an eye know, on his Robin minutes. Robin Leonard's not healthy. And when Robin Leonard yeah. gets back, you got to get him going because one of the things that you know, has really worked in Flurry's favor is he's been fresh. Now, this will be his seven or eighth start in a row. At some point in time, that starts to, to take a toll. They need Leonard back. And, uh, you know, it, bet, better than having the best goalie in the NHL is having the best tandem in the NHL. And they need to get Leonard and get him running. So it's not a controversy. It's not a storyline. It is at a huge advantage and a benefit, which the Golden Knights own. All right, lastly, with the schedule, with postponed games, COVID, trying to navigate through the schedule, if it plays out accordingly with the Anaheim, Minnesota, and all these shark games coming up before St. Louis in mid-March, do you like the schedule? This is a great time for the Golden Knights to stay hot or get on a hot streak, excuse me. Yeah, just keep playing. If they play the way they played against Colorado on uh, on Monday, and they keep playing that game, they've got nothing to worry about. Man, that 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 Tahoe could have been damaging for fans if they went. If that place was played, if they put that game in front of eighteen thousand fans, and you had Bruin fans and Flyer fans walking in casinos next to Knight and Avalanche fans, that could have been really interesting in that little town there. There was some good energy in that town, wasn't there? Well, I'm gonna tell you, I was not allowed to go to a bar until Sunday night. I was locked down. So when I finally was able to go for a beer, I'm in a place for two minutes, and the owner walks up to me and says, hey, you're, uh, you're with the Golden Knights, right? I said, yeah. He goes, I'm really good friends with JT the Bricks. I said, check, please. I can't drink in that <laughs> establishment. If they, if they let you in the door, it's not the right place for me. And I had my crew with me. I had, I had five of I my all-stars running around, and, and we couldn't ski. And we couldn't ski because we weren't smart enough to get lift tickets on time. So you can imagine what our bar tabs looked like when we got out of that town. You, you, uh, everyone in Tahoe knows you were there. Trust me. 
I agree. I'm not going to argue with you, especially on this station. Have a good one, my friend. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you. All right, bud. Take care. There, there he is, Gary Lawless. Uh, very interesting. Yeah. Once we got there and we, feel, we found out we couldn't ski, uh, we had to put on our beverage hat. We, I had a bunch of guys. One, one my best friend, my best man in my wedding flew in from Jupiter, Florida. That's where Tiger lives, by the way. So he flew in. He flew in from Florida through Dallas. Remember what was going on with Texas? He was lucky to get out of there. He gets to Tahoe. Uh, another two of my buddies from San Diego and another guy flew in from Maui. Flew in all the way from Maui to go skiing, and we never skied until the Sunday. So because uh, we did not have an opportunity to get lift tickets, because all five of us or six of us, or five of us were going to ski, we never thought twice that there'd be a problem getting lift tickets, but with COVID, everything was at 30%. It was sold out. It was mind-blowing to be there and look at that mountain and say, we can't get on that mountain because we didn't get our lift tickets. So depending on what age you are, you go right to the bar. You head to the bar, and you. what I love about a ski town is you could sit outside and took some good pictures with my buddies with fire pits. Weather was warm. That's why the ice melt. We sat outside and drank cold beer and just looked up at the mountain and listened to live music, and it was nice. But, man, they were tight. They were tight up there, rightfully so, with your mask. There were twice that we were once indoors and once outside where, the, you know, we're drinking, we're having beers, and we're talking, and no. In between drinks, the mask police wanted the mask on. And I'm not going to fight anybody. I'll listen to the rules, but even outside, they were not messing around. California versus Nevada as they were fighting for your business on state line. I hope they do that trip again and fans can go eventually because it was really, really fun. 702-365-9200. Gary Lawless, who we just had on, is one of the best broadcasters in all of hockey. Very lucky to have him here in Vegas. So when we put these Vegas broadcasters on, we're based in Vegas. And for everybody else around the country listening on the app, we hope you enjoy it because we got a special hockey team going here. Uh, the NFL is a little bit quiet now, and the breaking news is Tiger Woods. And we're talking NASCAR. You're going to hear a little bit of NASCAR the next two weeks as Dave Moody, the godfather, is coming up here in a little bit to talk about the NASCAR season as it's coming to Vegas. And I would recommend here in Vegas – to go support the race. Go support the casinos that are supporting the race. A big part of our economy here in Las Vegas is NASCAR. We have two races a year, and they're big. And the next one's coming up here in two weeks. So for the locals here in Vegas, uh, find a way to get tickets, figure out how to get out there, or support some of the events and some of the partners that are here on the Strip getting you ready for NASCAR. The Godfather, Dave Moody, coming up next. And maybe we'll fit in my conversation with Looney, who covered the story of Tiger Woods yesterday brilliantly for KABC News. Uh, He's my podcast partner. Uh, Looney's been with me a long time. And he was working on this story when the story broke, just like he was, unfortunately, the day his shift when Kobe's helicopter crashed. More on the Tiger Woods story coming up next.
I'm feeling fine. I'm feeling fine. I'm a little bit stiff. I uh, have one more MRI scheduled so that uh, we'll see if the annulus has scarred over finally and then I can start uh, doing more more activities. But still in the gym, still doing the mundane stuff that you have to do for rehab, you know, the, the little things and before I can start gravitating towards uh, something a little more. That Tiger Woods story, we're still covering it here. It's all over cable news, cable sports, the dominant sports story. Unfortunately, uh, this happens in sports when there's a major accident, when there's a major tragedy. Uh, this was a major accident and tragedy, but the good news is Tiger Woods is still alive. Kobe Bryant did not survive with his daughter Gigi and seven others in the crash that happened. Uh, my long-term partner on the radio, my podcast partner every week. We have a brand new podcast tomorrow at jtandlooney.com joins us and with Looney he covered the Kobe story that had a lot to do with TMZ TMZ is all over this story and Tom I've been talking about how TMZ will find out all the details in a matter of days or weeks here they are the best they are real journalists and lawyers they know what they can say what they can't what they can uh, write what they can't they're an outstanding news gathering organization with stuff like this happens and so they're gonna they'll get to the bottom of it they already gave us the scoops about tiger's little temper tantrum this morning and uh leaving in a hurry and i think the first thing we always need to mention as you are a father is tiger is a father and that a father of two children got in a car accident today and even though sometimes uh in bombastic sports talk radio we forget these aren't cartoon figures these are real people we always need to remind ourselves and the listeners that they are real people we're covering. Well, having a background in sports and now covering news for KABC in Los Angeles, walk me through what jumped out at you with this story, with him being on TV with Jim Nance Sunday, uh, being very vague about the Masters, not giving Jim Nance, not some hack reporter who's waiting in the parking lot with a blog waiting for a little information. I mean, I thought he pushed back on Jim Nance Sunday, and then I see video of him laughing with Dwayne Wade, who doesn't even know how to play golf. He's like one level higher than Charles Barkley, and he has a bad back, and he's racing to go play golf with Drew Brees after playing with David Spade the day before. What jumps out at you with all this? Well, that's a great observation on your point. Not sure if he's good enough to play, you know, if he can play in the masses because he might need back surgery, but not before he plays with a celebrity. And it's celebrity culture. A, there's a lot to unlock with what you just asked me there. Uh, he's going to be guarded with Jim Lance because he's guarded in general. And as we saw from the documentary, even with his closest friends, sometimes, uh, you know, he, he only really opened up sometimes to prostitutes. Uh, he has a real hard time opening up. And so that's no surprise he couldn't open up to Jim Rance. And that wasn't a knock at Tiger about the prostitutes. He has a hard time opening up, and sometimes it needed to be strangers or whatever, people he was paying for therapy. And uh, it, it, a couple that, that jumped out in the way that, you know, I thought nothing was more important to him than the Masters. Apparently golfing with Drew Brees does. Tom Looney's our guest. Yeah, that's a really good way to sum that up. He's on a countdown to play in the Masters. He got to, he has to get home to his kids, but he's got this TV deal now in place and all of these public appearances that he has to rush to and has to race from one part of L.A. to another to get to a golf shoot, and clearly that's why this accident happens. You covered live the accident 
in the helicopter of Kobe Bryant recently, a little over a year ago. This was a horrific accident. As I pointed out, young girls on the way to high school didn't get in an accident like this today on the same road, or 80 to 90-year-old men and women. Why Tiger Woods? What do they need to investigate here about what he was doing inside that car that could have caused this accident? Or the night before, you got to remember the night he has a history of, you know, on the night in 2009 and the night in 2017 of loving those pills. And we've got to talk about it. No, he didn't have any blood alcohol in his system, but we may find out that it could have been something else. Why was he waking up so late? This wasn't from one part of L.A. to another. You know, you know, (laughs) one part of an L.A. to another can be a long, long drive. And if he had to be to Pacific Palisades by 730 and he was leaving Palace Freddy's at seven o'clock, he was going to be an hour and a half late at seven in the morning. Yeah, Tom Looney's our guest. I think that is a really important aspect of the story. We both talked about the documentary on our podcast at jtandlooney.com on the Believe Podcast Network. We did a deep dive on the issues you talked about, how Tiger would open up to prostitutes and other women to talk to it because of the background that he had with his dad. And this is part of his life now. The 2017 DUI was so bad, he had no idea where he was when he passed out in the vehicle. They opened up the documentary with the footage of him in jail where he looked completely spun out, and then he was able to go back and win the Masters. I think it's one of the greatest comeback sports stories of all time. Oh, absolutely, and 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 the uh, and you know near the end of the documentary, they showed a lot more of that footage as well. And if you'll remember, he he was taking Elvis's favorite drug was Dilaudid, apparently as 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 uh, Tiger's as well. That's a painkiller. He also had Vicodin, he had Ambien, Xanax, pot, and alcohol in his system when he got pulled over and thought he was in Orange County, and he was in F- Orange County, California, and he was in Florida. And coming out of that, and look, uh, in golf, one of the Mount Rushmore golf guys ever was Ben Hogan, who got in a terrible car accident uh, back in the day and was able to come back and win tournaments. Here's the problem golf-wise with Tiger. We all know that the most important thing is life and family, et cetera, for Tiger. But we're talking sports. And that is car accidents mess up your back. Even if it's not structural, the, the, the rolling over that he did, the shock to your back and the muscles, his back is going to be tight for weeks before he even knows how much worse it is. Tom Looney joins me. You know, it's interesting. We want to talk about his career. You know how fascinated I've been with you on the air yes. talking about him catching Jack Nicholas and doing the Tiger math. And that we were on the radio 14 years together. I just revert to the Tiger math four majors every 10 years from the time he was 32 to 52 that he would trip over this Jack Nicholas record. He would break Sam Snead's record and do what LeBron is going to do to uh, to Michael Jordan, lap it, that if he had to get to 82, he'd get to 102 or 111 because he'd just be so great and continue to stay focused on the game. I'm just happy he's alive, Tom. We were texting after the accident, and I know you were trying to chase this story for KABC and grab some knowledge there, but it's just another shocking moment in sports history with an iconic figure. Well, especially when there was a dark period where we couldn't get any information, and you're worried that when there's no information, 
you're worried someone's dead and they're contacting the family first. That's what we really worried about. Of course, life and death was the first thing we worried about. And when you and I talked about records over the years or anything, you and I, I used to follow your rule and I appreciated it. You, you always would set injuries aside, you know, and this is something that now it happened. So we can't set this aside when it comes to the future and, and whether or not he can golf again. That's what we kind of hope he can get out there and do because, you know, even non-professional golfers live for golf. And that is his life. He's tied him. He's, he's tied himself to what he does for a living. And uh, so you hope he can get back to even doing it casually for fun. Uh, finally, you know Los Angeles, the sheriff, the difference between the police departments, the city, mm-hmm. and the county. I'll tell you something. Those those sheriffs, the assistant deputy, they were buttoned up because they know they got to get it right. It was the typical press conference. We don't have an answer. We don't have an answer. We don't have an answer. Going back and forth because an investigation is in progress. Were you surprised by how many hours they spent at the scene of the accident gathering all that information? Well, a couple of the L.A. Sheriff's Department, you know, they, they compete with Tijuana about who you should trust more. But, uh, yeah, they've got a lot of issues, including they had to be buttoned up. They screwed it up from the top, uh, right off the top thing. He, they, they, used, they used the jaws of life to get him out of the car. And, and it wasn't the news media's fault. The Sheriff's Department fed that to the news media. They had to walk it back. And so the Sheriff's Department has to be careful. They're already under a microscope for... Uh, for what I was just flippantly joking about, and that is their own corruption. So they yeah, they want to get this right because when, as the LAPD found out with the OJ case, you know, when when the world's looking at your celebrity car accident, you better get everything right. Absolutely. Last one. What do I say to all the callers and the listeners who say, take a cab, take a limo? You know, when they say it, it, it oh. usually it's never someone with the money that Tiger has. You, you think about him driving that Genesis vehicle, that promotional car, racing out of a resort to try to get somewhere where he was running late, and all he had to do was meet some guy in the lobby who had just on a suit saying, hello, Mr. Woods, I'll take all your luggage, and we'll be on time and get to where we need to. That didn't happen, and there was a brutal accident that ensued right after that. Yeah, well, I always wondered about that. We used to, when I when I first was a baby talk show host at 97.1, the FM talk station, we used to have a promo with Paul McCartney saying, don't drink and drive. And I used to mock that thing. He's a billionaire telling us not to drink and drive, right? <laughs> I used to mock the hell out of that thing. But I, uh, with Tiger, in this case, you're right. There was so many, you, if you're staying up late with Dwayne Wade and you have an extra Viking and a martini, and then, then, then you don't need to. I'm just saying that flippantly. But you, don't, you can have some. You can sleep in the back of the limo and be driven there and not, not get all. You know, that's why Kobe took a helicopter to work, because he would get so tense in traffic, he thought it was messing, his, messing with his profession. And Tiger can also afford to take a helicopter. But as we found out, you know, maybe if Kobe had, if Kobe had driven to that, into a little practice for his daughters, he'd still be with us. So it's it's, it's easy to throw stones. Guys want to drive yeah. their own cars. Whether they're rich or not, guys love to drive their fancy cars. It's tied to our manliness. See you on the podcast and on KBC Radio in Los Angeles. Thank you, Tom. All right. The great Tom Looney, who covered this story professionally yesterday on KBC as good as anybody. And when we look, we could have had Kobe Bryant and Tiger Woods dying in Los Angeles, a little over a year apart. 
That does that hit you? That could have happened. Kobe in the hills of Calabasas, Tiger Woods on the rolling hills of Palos Verdes. And that Tiger accident was so serious that he's lucky to be alive. He had severe damage to his legs. Uh, the breaking news today, they are not charging him criminally for the car accident because he didn't hurt anybody else other than himself. And the sheriff said he was not drunk. And the sheriff is clear about that because what I think is going to happen as we started off our conversation when Looney joined me, that TMZ is going to find out everything. What TMZ is doing now is they are paying people inside that resort property. They're going to go in and they're going to pay people to get video. That's what they do. They're phenomenal at it. So they're going to get video of the valet. They're going to get video of the elevator or something which shows Tiger Woods' demeanor before he got into the vehicle. That's a guarantee that will happen in a matter of weeks. And then they'll be able to go back and look at it and put pieces together and talk about if anything happened to Tiger that put him in a mood. What was the reason why he was so agitated? That's the storyline. And what TMZ does, as Looney says, they, they just pay for the information. They have lawyers and they have a budget. And they go to that property and they just start interviewing people. Off property, they find out where they hang out, and then they get information. Remember what they got with the Ray Rice video in the hotel in Atlantic City? All of that. And I used to knock TMZ for that, and now I say, no, that, that's what they do. Uh, breaking news with the Raiders. The Raiders have just announced three minutes ago that they have released wide receiver Tyrell Williams, uh, something that we knew was happening. So that gets them under the cap even more. I liked him. I thought he was a hell of a player. It's too bad that he got injured. He would have been the perfect number two receiver long-term for the Raiders. Big, strong, the ability to get open. And another guy who came with good intentions, got injured. There's no one to blame. He wanted to be a Raider. The Raiders wanted him. It did not work out. Did not work out with Tyrell Williams. But I don't think everybody you know, should be making comments about him on the way out. He played hard. You'll hear him on this radio show hopefully soon. I hope he, I think, I know he'll land with another team and he'll be one of our interviews on Once a Raider, Always a Raider when we talk about Raiders who have played with the team. It didn't work out for Tyrell Williams. COVID-19 hit. He got injured. The transition from Oakland to Vegas, no fans. It's a shame. He could have been special here. He had the ability to be special. But the Raiders, I believe, have depth at the wide receiver position. They can afford to let him go. But the development of Hunter Renfro and the development of Henry Ruggs III has to come about quicker here. They both have to put in on, on you know weight and strength in the offseason. And both of those guys who are undersized, shorter receivers, slot receivers, Ruggs is a breakaway guy, got to have big offseasons. We got to be able to find what they did this offseason and know they're coming back. So the Raiders put this out here. And, you know, I, I just look at this. I get so disappointed when I see some of the reactions to this. I shouldn't probably look at it. And the question becomes next, who will be released by the Raiders? Will it be Joyner? I believe so. Will it be Marcus Mariota? Probably unless they can get anything for him with trade value. And what about Trent Brown? That's what we're going to be talking about. There's going to be four to five players on the Raiders who are going to be released because of money. And maybe they didn't achieve the greatest of the best. They, they didn't play at their highest level. And it could be injury. 
It could be the sickness of uh, what we saw with Trent Brown. A joiner. I didn't think joiner was a very good player at an elite level when he came in here. If they were able to get him at a cheaper price, a reduced price, and he could play slot and safety with his experience. But he's another guy that didn't live up to the ability that we saw on film before he came to the Raiders. So that's another pick or a signing that is going to be brought into question. If he stays, he's got to get better. If he's released, it's because the Raiders know they have to improve on their Gus Bradley drastically on the defensive side. I think a lot comes down to Gus Bradley. Gus Bradley's looking at all the film with his new staff, especially his new secondary staff. And they're looking and breaking down every play, and they're grading these players, not with the eyes that the Raiders had on them last year, but the eyes that they had as they were coaches with the Chargers. And they're coming over, and they're going to give their opinion on that these guys should stay or should they go. And I think because of Gus Bradley, you're going to see more social media popping off from Damon Arnett and Jonathan Abram. Have you noticed their workout videos are being posted? You think that's a surprise? Not a surprise to me. Everybody, everybody on this team has got to get in line on defense and play better. And that'll be the job of Gus Bradley and the staff coming up on the other side. Uh, Some good friends tomorrow coming on the show. Adam Joseph from Opportunity Village. All the work they do in this town. They have their picks coming up for their brackets for March Madness. What a great charity. Adam's a great friend of mine. A really good friend. The amount of work he does in this community is fabulous. And then Rich Murata, uh, the president of the Southern Nevada Boxing Hall of Fame. Uh, He was a Raider broadcaster for over 200 games as an analyst at one point more than anybody who ever worked with the Raiders analyzing football games. He did it with the great Bill King. And I had coffee with him this morning, and we had a great time catching up, and I asked him if he'd come on the show tomorrow. He's got great Raider stories, Al Davis stories, boxing, everything about the Raiders' years in L.A. So I'll have Rich Murata on tomorrow and a couple of more guests that we're working on. So we appreciate it. We're brought to you by Grimaldi's, best pizza I ever had, home of the $50 Grimaldi gift cards, which will kick back in here very shortly for the callers that call in and sound off like you got a pair. When we come back, we'll wrap it up. And then we got another show coming up tomorrow. And then I'm taking my son on a college tour. We're going to visit a couple of colleges over the next three days. It's college tour time, and it's my turn. My wife says, you're up. So my son and I get on airplanes, and we go to college before he makes a choice. Ah, College tours. They begin this weekend. Car looks, checks back, comes right deep, in zone, diving catch, touchdown, Williams, Tyrell Williams with a touchdown grab, 19 yards. Tyrell Williams released, there should be some more releases to come as the Raiders try to set their salary cap and have some more room, hopefully to make a trade. You know, usually it's about signing draft picks, which is never a problem, and the way this team wants to position themselves going into the offseason so they could find a way, I think, to bolster that defense with a trade. Does it have to be a blockbuster trade? No, but I think 
in free agency, they could get an edge rusher. I keep saying Yannick Ngakwe or any of the edge rushers that could be available. I'm excited. David Irving, I know Vic Tafer got him in this column. Great content, by the way, by Vic at The Athletic on Irving and how Irving wants to be a leader here and how he wants to be a badass with the Raiders. I like everything I'm hearing. Is it a bit over the top? Who cares? Uh, He's been a guy who's been out of the league, was injured last year, had an opportunity to come back, banged up, COVID protocol, all of that. Uh, Vic Tafer's column in The Athletic was fabulous about how brash he is, what he wants to do, and how he wants to lead. Another guy who says that he believes he could be a better leader and he can help this team. And I don't think the team has a void in leadership, but they don't have a J.J. Watt in that locker room. They don't. And they got to find a leader or two to come in there who is a badass and is ready to play. Hey, I'm really excited for the first time. Raider fans will get a chance to experience Allegiant Stadium. Tours of the $2 billion, 65,000-seat facility are now offered to Raiders PSL holders. Quote, the Raiders have been working on a unique way for you to experience Allegiant Stadium and are ready to open it to the public. That's what it says on the website at Allegiant. Now PSL holders have the first chance to go on a behind-the-scenes journey through Raiders history and culture. I've been to every inch of that stadium, unfortunately because I'm very proud to work and be in the building on game day and even when they're on the road. But at the end, it got to the point where you wanted to share it with your friends. You wanted to share it with the season ticket holders, and you couldn't. So as much in the beginning as I was so excited and can't, couldn't wait to tell you about it, felt guilty down the stretch, week 14, 15, 16, sending out videos and pictures. Look at us in the Twitch lounge. We're doing the pregame show. Here's a video with Musburger making the game-winning call in an empty stadium, and that was because of COVID. And I think Mark Davis, I know Mark Davis, made the right decision. Now tours are in place. If you're a PSL uh, holder and you want to go, you don't have to go. But if you want to go, I think they're going to blow you away with the tour. And you're going to see a lot of cool things and have an idea of what it's going to be like when you go to games. You're going to be hearing me talk more about this locally on this show and nationally, that the next couple of months are critical. And I think that Vegas will lead in that capacity. We have NASCAR coming up here in the next 30 days, along with the Golden Knights, having access for some of their fans. What I believe needs to happen is once these events open up and fans go, and they go safely, and there's no report of a super spreader event, no one gets sick, then the governor has to be pushed or told by other people that we have to increase that number. You got to go from 20 to 30, then 30 to 50, then 50 to 70, then 70 to 100%. It will only work with the vaccine, and it will only work if it starts off with baby steps and everything works, and then the numbers go up in regards to who can attend. It's the only way I see it, and I think it'll happen. Thanks to PTs, the Henderson Hyundai Superstore, our great friends at Grimaldi's, Remy Martin, Team Up for Excellence. And a couple of brand new sponsors that are jumping on. And where will we be without Sam and Ash? SamandAshLaw.com. Go check out the website. See everything that Sam and Ashley are doing in this town to change the way you look and find a real personal injury attorney. SamandAshLaw.com. Have a great day, everybody. Have a good night, everybody. All right? Take care.